What's going on guys? Welcome to episode one of Amateur Island. We're going to start off this episode with some introductions. We're going to introduce all four of the guys. Uh, you met me in the intro episode, so we'll let the guys introduce themselves. How's it going guys? I'm uh, Noah Davis and uh, excited to be part of the podcast and see where this thing goes. Uh, my name is Matt McClure. Uh, I'm also excited to be here. Uh, I, I think we have a lot of potential, um, so, so stay tuned. Uh, I'm Dominic Dillon. Uh, blessed to be here with uh, these three great guys. Uh, can't wait to see where this goes, and hopefully I'll stick around for a great show. Hell yeah, so jumping right in, we'll, uh, <clears throat> I'll give you an outline of how this podcast is going to be structured. So basically what we're going to do, we're going to start off with some news reactions. We'll get the guys' reactions um, about the sports world in general. Uh, after that, we'll move on to sinkers and swimmers. We'll each have one sinker and one swimmer for the week. And then after that, we'll move on to the NFL Pick'em for the week. And uh, we're on week four. Today is September 30th, 2020. And let's hop right in. So the first topic on the docket... The NBA Finals, they're starting tonight. Uh, right now, it's <clears throat> halftime. The Lakers are currently kicking ass right now, but we don't have to talk about that. So I think the game's going exactly how the series is, is going to go. Um, the Heat may put up a couple, but I think this is going to be easy for I the think, Lakers. I to think get at through. the end of the day, it's a long series. I mean, it's 65-48. I mean, I agree with you when it comes to when you're saying that you think this is how the series is going to go, but it's a long series. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. I, I honestly had the heat coming into it just with everything, just how they were playing the momentum. I mean, Lakers are playing great as well. But, I mean, obviously right now it's not looking too good. It's a long series. And, honestly, um, I don't like Jimmy Butler. Um, I don't like LeBron James. Um, for me, it's just like it's like two negatives coming together. But um, I just think it's a good – I got a good story behind it with LeBron, you know, being on the heat and then, you know, him like facing his former team. I just think it's going to be an interesting series. I just, you know – I think, there's, I think there's some big upside to it, and I'm really interested to see, like, how much farther it goes. So, can we just let Miami enjoy this moment for, for a second? Like, <laughs> I, we don't need to keep saying it's yeah. LeBron's former team. Like, just let them enjoy this moment. Like, they have no superstar. You, you could say Jimmy Butler's a superstar. He's not a superstar. He's, not, he, not. he's an all-star, but he's not a superstar. They've got some up-and-coming players that have potential yeah, they to do. be they superstars. Do. Uh, some sure. really good white guys on that some team. Some really good. Uh, yeah, yeah. we've got some Sheen-looking motherfuckers yeah, there. Some sure. Sheen and all that, yeah. <laughs> Um, but from my perspective, I just I don't care. I don't care about the NBA Finals. I don't <coughs> know if I care about the NBA anymore after all of this stuff. Well, is it because of the bubble or is it because no, of something else? No, it's, it's, it's not necessarily because of the bubble. I just don't like how the NBA is played compared to college basketball. Um, I just don't like how the officiating is, any of that stuff. So, yes, it's a long series, and it is a long series that I will continue to not care about. So that's kind of how I'm going to be going on this. So okay. So what's your what's your prediction? My prediction is if I if I really had to make a prediction, I'm going Lakers in six, in maybe six. five, but I'll stick with six. I'll stick with the you Lakers in six. I think. And I'm, Miami's taking two. I think Miami takes two. Take I think two, they yeah. take game two and game four. They won't be able to two get into a game seven. Uh, I agree. I, I have them going in six, and that's I mean pretty much because of LeBron and AD. Um, Tyler Hero will probably have a really good series. Jimmy's mm-hmm. probably going to do what Jimmy does, but I really think the Lakers are just a way better ball team, and uh, I think they'll they'll handle it in, in six. I I've got Lakers in five. Um, I really don't 
see how the Heat are going to match up with them. I mean, I think they can play. I think Tyler Hero will have a good series. He's my guy to watch. But I just I think there's too much star power on the Laker team. I just don't think that my – I would love being from Robinson, Illinois, having Myers Leonard on that Heat team – I think it'd be we all great. know we all know he contributes a ton to that team. Yeah. Myers, hope you're like whether that. whether he contributes, Zero minutes. <laughs> whether he contributes or not. I mean, I can't even say I'm that big of a fan of him, but it would be cool to see him win a ring. I don't even think you can say whether he contributes or not. It's when he doesn't contribute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know what is right crazy now. though. What is really crazy from from uh, what I read about this is. Deion Waiters gets a ring no matter what. No matter what. Yeah. Deion Waiters gets yeah. a ring. So he doesn't care. So that's my finals MVP. Deion Waiters. He doesn't give a shit. So I think, I think he just I'm, comes in true. here and doesn't have to do anything. He can sit on the bench. He can score 30. It doesn't matter. He gets a ring. It, it, it just doesn't matter for him. Yeah. I th- but I feel like you'd rather have that ring with the team you're currently on instead of you it's, know getting it from. And it's like, Deion Waiters. If, <laughs> he doesn't care. That's a fair point. Yeah. It's a, it's and if the Heat do and it's up to their discretion of whether they even want to give him the ring or not. No, I mean, yeah, well, no, they got to give him the ring. I mean, I'm like, I'm sitting here. Listen, I'm, we're not going to get to that point. I think there's not already, a chance think, that that's going to happen. But Deion the Lakers Wait- are going to win this series. Deion Waiters is a gold digger. <laughs> he takes everybody's money. He takes people's takes everybody's rings. rings. He takes people's drugs and freaks out on them. I mean, like, hey, hey, we, we don't know if those were his we, drugs or not. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. We don't know if those were his drugs. No, he was passing them out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Long flight we got so here, buddy. <laughs> pop, pop this uh, this gummy bear. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, he is a gold digger. I mean, what impact has he made on this series besides sitting on the bench and giving LeBron high fives? And the series just started. I mean, Delonte West has done more than him. I mean, and then Delonte just got checked into a facility. Myers Leonard's done more than him. <laughs> I mean, come on. on. Yeah, but so anyway. So Dom, what's your prediction then? Um, I just I, I say. Lakers in seven. I think seven. it's going okay. to be a good series. I just think it'll be back and forth. I mean, just you got to think about LeBron and his past and just this his surrounding, what he's like, what teams he's been on. Who gets MVP? Yeah, okay. Who gets MVP? MVP? Yeah. MVP? Of, the, of the finals? So we're all finals pick, we all picked the Lakers. Yeah. So who we think gets a finals MVP? I say Anthony Davis. Okay. Just because yeah. I think LeBron's more of a, of a of a filter. He's a good team player, and I just think he just give him eighty more of the you know more points, just more rebounds. I just think eighty is gonna make a bigger impact down the line. I completely agree. I think he will. I, I still think LeBron wins that, even though AD I think has more of an impact. I, I think it's just it's, he, it's set like this is the story they want. The NBA is gonna jerk off LeBron so much. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Win, that's and, cool. and to that's be fair, true. I mean LeBron's yeah. gonna probably have a really good series. It's LeBron's MVP to lose. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but. For you saying that Anthony Davis gets the MVP of the finals, but it goes seven games. So you're saying that in that seventh game, LeBron is going to be a facilitator? You think in game seven? He's I'm not. Going no, to be no, a I'm saying, no, no, I'm saying. I'm saying that LeBron's going to be a facilitator throughout the whole series. I mean, he contributes. Right. He, he he contributes more than just assists. I'm just saying that Anthony Davis, in my opinion, makes more impact. Than LeBron just, I mean, Le- you need he needs LeBron to facilitate it. I mean, See, well, I'm also gonna, I'm going to disagree with that as well because when he was in New Orleans, he, who did he have facilitating to? I mean, nobody. I mean, he was he was outrageous. Nobody. I mean, he was almost like an MVP candidate there, right? But they were just so bad that right. it, was, it was just like impossible to give him an MVP. Yeah, he had Drew Holiday, I think so. in Game Seven, if there is a Game Seven, which there won't be. It's either going to be Deion Waiters that gets the MVP, <laughs> or it's going to be LeBron because LeBron's going to come out and score 40. Right. I mean, we know LeBron's capable of that. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, 
I think it's hard to categorize LeBron as a point guard. I mean, small forward, I mean, power forward. I mean, he does he does he does it all. That's why he's I mean, the MVP. He, I mean, you could put <clears throat> you could put LeBron in any kind of position, any kind of you know, he could play center if he wants to. But like the impact that AD had on New Orleans, I mean, they sucked as a general. And it was just something where I mean he had Drew Holiday at the end of the day. I know yeah. you say he didn't have an episode. I think Drew Holiday, but obviously LeBron and Drew Holiday are very different. So they, uh, yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah. So we're all in uh, pretty well agreement on the finals and the projections. Yeah. So moving on to our next uh, point of news, sticking with the NBA, Doc Rivers let go by the Clippers, Old Doc. Uh, looking to have an interview with the 76ers tonight. So, what are your guys' reactions to that? So, I think it's pretty interesting that it was released by the Clippers. Uh, I don't know that but it's not. It's it's interesting. It's not surprising. I right. kind okay. of put it that way. He's because you just get so familiar, like seeing with him. With and like, he's had his LA time. And, yeah. To win a well, there. that's the thing. He's been there for seven years, well, six playoff that, appearances, and, but only three series wins. Yeah. Right. And of those seven, he blew a three-one lead three of the times. Right. Post or in the regular season, he's been great. I mean, he's yeah. been sixty three percent winning percentage. He's been he's been great in the post or in the regular season, but in the postseason, he just they have not been the team they need to be. And right. he he's got the team he had now with Kawhi and everybody, and he had, he had Lob City, couldn't do anything with them. Like this yeah, was that, this I mean, was the team he needed to win it with. That's my point, though. Right. If you look back at at like the Lob City, you have DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul. During that time. That was like the initial big three. Mm-hmm. Like you yep. could you could make that argument. The fact that in those years, and the years with well, the year with Kawhi and um, Paul George, he was only able to win three postseason series within that seven year stretch with the teams he had. I mean, with that, te- yeah, he was a well known coach when he was in Boston. Mm-hmm. He was a well known coach when he was obviously in L.A. But the success really isn't there. Like, no. if you if you really think about it and look at, it, there's not much success there. So, I'm not sure why the 76ers are so higher, so like quick to want to hire him, uh, or Mike D'Antoni for that point. Yeah, like, I was gonna it's, say it's that down to those two. That uh, and uh, Ty Lue. Yeah, they've been looking at Ty Lue as well. Uh, no, it, they they all suck. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, before Doc <clears throat> Rivers got released, it was Mike D'Antoni's job to lose. But now it's not looking like it. So where do you think Rivers ends up then? I think Rivers will. He'll. I, mean, I think he a, ends up in Philadelphia. You do think he ends up in Philadelphia? Yeah. I mean, because there's other yeah. options there. Yeah. I mean, Indiana's been been considered, and they've talked about the Rockets, which I don't for think for Rivers. For Rivers, I know D'Antoni's been rumored uh, with Indiana. There's really? not been any movement on that, but saying yeah, it's, I'm, it's I'm all just hoping talk, that but doesn't happen. They even no, talked I about the Pelicans too, and that's been considered as well. So I mean, there's a lot of places where he could end up. Here's my hot take. Doc Rivers goes back to the Clippers on a new deal. That's your hot. I was about that's to ask who, who you think uh, is going to end up in LA. Then. That's, a, that's a real hot. So you you think he'll think go Rivers back to back. LA? Rivers comes back. <clears throat> that's your that's bold hot. connection there. No, I okay. In all honesty, I think Doc Rivers goes to Houston. Houston. Uh, you think his son's there. there? His son Austin Rivers is playing mm-hmm. there. And it's just it's it's almost it's a fit like he he's so I used don't to feel like he'd fit there all that well really I, yeah. I just think Doc Rivers has always been surrounded by these like these all stars and superstars that it's like okay you got Russell Westbrook and you got James Harden that's almost like okay and he's a well known coach like I think you can do I think a good they're going to go after yeah. no I think you can do a good job I just I, I I don't initially think that's a great fit for Rivers I'm definitely interested to see where he lands up and who. Uh, the Clippers end up 
interviewing and trying yeah. to I, sign on. I think either way, it's, it's just very intriguing to think about because with Doc, he started off with the Magic, got fired from the Magic, had to work his way up. I mean, Boston. I mean, you got to think of how good that team was in Boston and just the teams that he's had since they won that championship. I mean, he has been blessed with some good players just coming up. And well, I think he hasn't done anything. With he him. hasn't done anything. I, I just think it's very intriguing to think about him going mm-hmm. to a team where he possibly won't have that like I mean, like don't get me wrong, Ben Simmons and Embiid are, are very, very good players and so is Tobias Harris. But are they do they compare to Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, or Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, or Kevin Garnett back mm-hmm. in the day? No. I think he will take the seventy sixers job and take it as a challenge because I just think he's in a hole right now. As just as a coach and just trying to figure himself out. And I just think he, if he does go to the 76ers, I think he just has that better chance of going there. Because with Houston, I mean, that'd be a great opportunity for him. But for him, what, there's there's just no different situation than what Houston and LA are in. I mean, they, they both both teams have superstars and fantastic teams. I just think he wants a challenge and just to show everybody that, hey, you know what? I'm a great coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, I mean it's, it's for sure. But he's, I mean, but he's not a great coach. Like that's <clears> But this like, is his opportunity. Yeah, right, that's right, his opportunity right, to show right. that. But he had that opportunity this season. Yeah. He had the opportunity yeah, this right, season, exactly. and I mean, he lost he's, he's, to the Denver Nuggets, where who were a solid team, they very were, solid, were very team, solid team, but no Kawhi and no Paul George on that team. Yeah, right. I mean Jokic is a very, very, very good player. Jamal Murray proved that he's a very, very good player. Yeah, yeah. and he's going to be a good player for many years to come. But they built. That team around Kawhi and Paul George, they put all these role players there supposedly to fit their skill mm-hmm. and, and to get them to a championship. And it was just all talk. Like they didn't even mm-hmm. they can't even make the the Western Conference Finals. It's, yeah. I, mean, I just don't think he's a good coach. I didn't think he was a good coach when he was in Boston, with no success there. Obviously LeBron was always in the East then, but like Dom mentioned, having all those players in Boston and not being able to beat Kyrie Irving and LeBron James. Was yeah, I mean it was an, he, obviously enough to get him out of Boston. He should have proved himself by now. I mean, you just got to think about how easy the East was around the time that they won the championship. I mean, the only team that they had, I mean, given before LeBron went to Miami and they they created you know their big three with Chris Bosh mm-hmm. and and Dwayne Wade. I mean, the East was wide open. I mean, you can't name me a team besides maybe Cleveland that had LeBron and maybe Orlando with Dwight Howard who really competed. It just, I mean, just Doc. I think has been very. I mean, he has been very lucky in his situations. I. I'm not saying he's a. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but I just think he needs to prove himself to everybody else with a team that you know that needs to prove it. Like the 76ers, they, this is their year to prove themselves to everybody. Hey, listen, we're back, and I think mm-hmm. Doc would just fit in that situation. Well, they're going to prove themselves, or they're going to face plant. But yeah. exactly, I mean, I, right. yeah, there's kind of really no. Between. There's not really right. in between there, yeah, with that team. So uh, <clears throat> it'll be very interesting to see how that all pans out. Yeah. <clears throat> so changing directions here, moving away from the NBA and into the NFL. Uh, we got recent news that several players and staff from the Tennessee Titans tested positive for COVID-19. I believe it was eight, uh, five staff yep. and, and three players. Yep. Five um, staff and three players. Uh, likely pushing back and postponing their game against Pittsburgh. So, uh, I, it, it has been pushed back, yeah. It, it'll be played Monday or Tuesday is what the, what the thinking is now. Um, one of the discussions was, was, was having it Monday at Five o'clock, which would be really early, yeah, um, and then, then the other discussion was maybe Tuesday around six or seven. Really, right here, they're just trying to make sure to uh, maintain safety of the players. That being said, I don't completely understand all the rules and things that they made over the off season for this. With increasing your game day roster, with increasing your practice squad, isn't that for the purpose so you don't have to postpone games? And, and they completely just—I mean, 
once again, I'm, I'm all for the player's safety that that comes first. I don't want the game to be canceled. I don't think it's going to be canceled. I think it'll get cleaned up and they'll be able to play Monday or Tuesday. That being said, you know, we, we did this for a reason, so why isn't it being used? Like, they, they moved up their active rosters to from, from game day from 46 to 48, practice squads from 10 players to 12 players. Like, they did all of this stuff to change that and then just are completely pushing it away like it was never a thing. So I, I'm not a big fan of that. Also a Steelers fan. I don't love that it, it's going to put the Steelers on a short week going into the next week. Um, but, I mean, I guess you got to do what you got to do. I mean, it, the fact that we get football at all right now is it, good enough, I guess. So. Yeah, and my, my biggest fear with all of this is that the NFL is going to overreact to what's happening in Tennessee. Obviously, you know, you don't want anybody to test positive. But if we're looking at it, three players, five staff members out of dozens of people in that organization, and nobody from Minnesota tested positive. Nobody on the opposing team tested positive. And so what we're looking at here, obviously player safety and everything, but I think if this is handled correctly and the NFL doesn't overreact to this, I think this will just be a small – speed bump in the season and I don't think this will I don't think it should have much of an effect outside of this one game I completely agree I agree yeah I mean I completely agree um you know as long as they handle that correctly yeah Mm -hmm. yeah my biggest fear as long as there's no overreaction coming from Goodell or any of those guys I think this will just be a speed bump I think Goodell's out of his mind. First of all, just gonna, he's he's a clown. That's that's uh, a whole other discussion. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we get to make a whole podcast on on uh, the clown acts that, that right. uh, Goodell has has had over the years. But I think if it's pushed back to Tuesday, I think that'd be interesting because that would be the second Tuesday game in only in, in seventy years. Yeah, uh, which is obviously weird to have football on Tuesday. But hey, I'm all for it if that means I get to have football on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Um, but again, some, some again, type of shit show on Thursday, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Well, every week, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have that every Thursday. Which, right. Again, like you said, it's it's great to have football, so I yeah. can't complain. Right. But I can a little bit <laughs> uh, because definitely this week with the Broncos and Jets, that's just a stellar matchup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I mean, you're right, Cole. It is about player safety, and you're also right, Noah. That it's. It's it's a, it's unfortunate that they made all these rules and kind of just not utilizing it, um, but again we're sitting at an apartment island, not right. working no. for the NFL. So it's 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 right. just it, all it's... a bunch of, you know we don't know the, all the information. So you know what we're gonna sit on the couch and we're gonna we're going to enjoy it. So I hey mean, man, it just comes from being a Steelers fan. That, I, you, you don't know, get it's a lot of you don't get football on Sunday. I, <laughs> I don't understand get to see that. Him Sunday. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It's, uh, you know what? You that's, know? It's, it's like a bye week. You know, you just. You kind of dread that. You don't dread that week, but you just there's something in your heart. There's nothing there. It's sad. Exactly. Something sad about it. It's weird. So yeah, it's just once you get through this week, I think I think it'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's kind of my take on it. So. How you feel about it, Dom? Oh, you know, I just think the NFL is in a very unique position. I just think I mean NFL is the most popular and the greatest I think sport in America. And I think that they've had time to really look at basketball and baseball and other sports. Just how they just how they work and operate through this through this time. I mean, it is not an easy time at all. Right. I mean, you could have said a year ago from the day that hey, I mean, no 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 fans in the stands. I mean, you know, 
it's just like the limitations. I just think the NFL is just very lucky. I mean, just because with baseball, what they I mean, what they're doing now, and just the limitations they had to take. And well, the NFL did a good job taking care of things early. Oh to, yeah, to yeah, get yeah. To where I agree at. with that. I just think that baseball. When I'm saying baseball and baseball, more like you can learn a lesson. From I mean, that, yeah, I mean, oh, for sure, hundreds of cases were coming sure. out, and just they didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't take the right steps. I mean, basketball when that happened, I mean, they took the right steps immediately. Yeah, I mean, they immediately did what they needed to do. The bubble was a great idea. Obviously, you can't do that with right. some other sports, but right, you know, football is handled a lot better than baseball. I right. completely agree. So, okay, <clears throat> we're talking if we're going into like the baseball and the bubble and all that stuff. My thing is. Baseball, yeah, we saw a lot of, of different things this season with the 60-game season and a lot of teams um, testing positive for coronavirus, which also brings me to uh, the Chicago Cubs were the only team in the MLB that did not have a player test positive for COVID this, this season. But if we look at it, the MLB had a whole season play. Right. If we look at NBA, they had, what, eight games and then playoffs in a bubble. So that was easier to do. And then, obviously, football started later than both of those sports, so they had a lot of time to like learn, see what worked, see what didn't. So I think baseball, yeah, Manfred is also in the same boat with Goodell, just drifting down, just not knowing what they're doing. But it's also, they had a full season to get in before all of like the facts were known. And I think, overall, I think the MLB did a good job. And uh, from what I'm seeing so far with the NFL, I think they're doing a good job as well mm-hmm. with with acting early and taking the precautions that are necessary. So I'll, I agree with that for sure. I just think that baseball does not have as much leeway as football and basketball because there at the end of the day, there's not a lot of money that goes into baseball. MLB, I mean, it's a billion dollar organization, and so it's a, it's a company just mm-hmm. built just off the pass. But with football. Football and basketball could get away with not having a season. With baseball, I mean, you look at the Canadian Football League. I mean, I, I equal the Canadian Football League with baseball just because Canadian Football League is popular in Canada. I mean, is baseball popular here? Yeah, it is. But it, it differs from where you go. But, I mean, just with COVID, I think that basketball and football, at the end of the day, if they don't have a season, they survive. Baseball, they sink. I mean, is there is there is there a lot of money? Oh well, yeah, you're you're losing a lot of fans in that. Losing, you know, all. there's a lot. You're losing money because of losing fans. I mean, it, it's football fans. They lose the season. I think you're right. I think they come back. Right. With baseball, it's less likely. And it just it's just there's facts that I mean owners that own baseball teams don't put a lot of money to the teams. Right. They they make the revenue off like the seasons, and that's why they push so hard to have fans. And just keep on having. I would have been okay with baseball not having a season. Be honest with you, because I mean, baseball. I mean, there's a lot of traveling. There's a lot of dudes that are involved and everything like that. And just with Manfred, there's just not a whole lot of like control there. And just with him, he's just not a good commissioner mm-hmm. at all. And saying the, the fact that we got through a whole season without stuff being canceled, the fact that there's a postseason right now, just for every sport, is unreal to yeah, me. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and as using that as a segue into baseball. Um, MLB playoffs started today. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on the current series going on and who you think will make it, who you think won't. Oh, I just think that this is a, this is a very interesting time for baseball postseason-wise because, I mean, there's no fans in the stands. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. No, in my opinion, there's no true home field advantage, but there is. Um, I I just see it, just watching all the games is very different. It's very hard to really get through through your head that there's nobody in the stands, but and then there's baseball still going on. Um, my biggest takeaway from watching the series, uh, Toronto Tampa Bay, uh, 
it was not even a series. I mean, <laughs> it was all Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay, um, in my opinion, right now, just what kind of run they're on? They're the best team in baseball. They are unreal pitching wise, hitting wise with Toronto. It's just, I mean, that's a young team. They're missing pieces right now, but I, I feel like those pieces will come around. But that's my biggest takeaway is, I mean, a whole wild card series is already mm-hmm. over, and they're going to have days of rest and wait for these other games to be mm-hmm. done and over with. Same with the Astros and the Twins. The Astros. Yep. Astros. The Houston Astros. Astros. Yeah, I think that's the most unfortunate thing that's come out of this baseball season is the Astros get to advance. Uh, which also brings me to, uh, I believe it was Correa that came out and said something today, saying, yep. like, uh, you know, what are the haters going to say now? Well, they're going to keep hating. One, because in 2017 when you cheated – they won the World Series. Mm-hmm. This they won two games in the postseason so far. Like I mean, they haven't even won anything yet. They haven't won the the World Series yet. So I I would if I were Cray, I would kind of just quiet down a little bit until they uh, win the World Series. Yeah. So I, I just think that's on Cray there. Yeah, and they're gonna have to face either the A's or the White Sox, and they're right now one and one. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think both teams are better yeah. than the Astros. <laughs> I think I think both teams can beat the Astros. But uh, if you want to, we can, we can just take it. Um, we can talk about tomorrow. Tomorrow's games. I mean, we got some yeah, big games sure. tomorrow. I'll just yeah. kinda, I'll, I'll just go. I'll, I'll go through everything, and I'll just kind of ask you guys what you guys think. I'll give you guys my opinion on it, and just kind of ask you guys, hey, you know, what are you guys thinking? Uh, first game we got tomorrow is at 12 p.m. on ESPN. We got Cincinnati at, at Atlanta. Atlanta won today, um, so they're up one nothing. I mean, Trevor Bauer pitched today against Max Freed. Um, I'm kind of. I mean, I'm kind of happy Atlanta won. I don't like Trevor Bauer. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Tre- uh, yeah. Trevor, um, he's somebody who, after a game, he obviously has a YouTube channel, podcast. He'll go off after the game, you know, talk some mad shit about players with a win. But like when he loses, he acts like a kid, absolute child. Yeah. And just tomorrow's matchup, you got Luis Castillo, who and and, and Ian Anderson for Atlanta, both guys unexperienced, no playoff experience at all. Um, in my opinion, I think the Reds come out on top tomorrow. Just the Reds. Yep. I, I was going Braves tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I'm going to disagree with the Reds. I don't know if I can get behind the Reds. Yeah. Right it's, now. It's, I, diffi- are, I mean, it's difficult to get behind they, the Reds right now. They, I they also are, snuck in the playoffs. Yeah, so they, they are, are one of the worst teams in the playoffs right now. I would like to I, apologize I, I right <laughs> here now to Connor Miles, a uh, big fan of the Reds, but, you know. We just don't think they're going to be that great here in the postseason. Right. I don't think they win the series. I think they win tomorrow just because of who's on the mound and who's pitching. Castillo, really? Just with Castillo. Oh, Ian, Anderson, Ian Anderson's 22 years old. He just got called up. He has one of the worst ERAs in baseball. And Atlanta, statistically proven, they win behind pitching. And when they pitch well, they hit the ball well. So I think just tomorrow, it's not. I don't think I think you're going to see a lot of what we saw out of today's game. You're going to see not a whole lot of hitting, not a whole lot of offense. But you're gonna, it's going to be it's going to be pitching tomorrow. But I think the Reds do come up on top and take advantage of Ian Anderson. And I just think the biggest question going into into the game tomorrow is will the Reds bullpen be able to come in and finish the job? I say no. I, I say yes, just because of how far and deep Luis Castillo is going to go into the game tomorrow. In my opinion. Just because, right. um, I mean, Braves. I mean, Braves went through the, into their bullpen pretty deep. Sort of the Reds today. I just think it'll be interesting how they adjust tomorrow, just to come mm-hmm. around. And just with the Braves, my biggest question for them is they have a bullpen, they have the bats, but they lack experience. I mean, that's a young team, and just with the Reds, I mean, they have Joey Votto, they have they have Nick Cassianos, they have they have uh, Mustakis, they have guys that have been around. They don't, they don't want to win. They don't want to win the World Series. I mean, not not Votto, but Mustakis does. I think with that veteran leadership, if they're gonna have, if they're gonna win this series, at the end of the day, they're gonna have to rely on those guys really come up from them and go big. But 
At the end of the day, I think Reds win tomorrow, but I think Braves win the yeah. series. I, I, I can get behind it. I can and get behind that. Also right. tomorrow, we've got a couple game threes. Uh, both of them in the AL. White Sox versus the A's. And the uh, Yankees versus Cleveland. So what are, what are your thoughts on those two games? You got both game threes? Uh, yeah, I think White Sox and Oakland is very intriguing to me. Just because... Um, there are two teams who last four or five years have been absolutely just shelled, mm-hmm. and they've had to wait for their prospects to come up. And just the pitching matchup for tomorrow is going to be um, Dane Dunning and Sean Manea, who is Indiana State grad, who actually played Indiana State. Um, I just think that this series is going to rely on a lot of pitching and just hitting-wise. That I just I think Chicago is better at the end of the day because they just have the power and they yeah. just have they, they got the bats rolling. Um, I think no matter who the A's pitch, I believe the Sox just winning just in, in convincing just in a convincing fashion. And with these two teams being where they are, it just my question for them is who's really going to step up for this team tomorrow and just put the series away? Because I mean you got two pitchers who not a whole lot of people know about, but Tim Anderson going to step up. Is it Brave going to step up? Greg Olson going to step up? It's just going to be there's just, just a whole lot of questions, and I think it's just a very intriguing series. But I, in my opinion, I think the I think the White Sox come out on top. I think White Sox come out. I think the White Sox come out on top. I, I, I could get behind that. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll be a good uh, matchup for the Astros. I think they'll Astros. be. I think so. In my opinion, um, just because I think Chicago's way more talented. Yeah. Than the Astros. Astros just. I mean, you saw. I mean, the scandal. We don't have to go through all that. But right. <laughs> they had they had the worst um, accumulated year since you know they yeah. got caught for all this. Right. And just with Chicago, they've had the best year since they won the World Series in two thousand six. Right. So I think at the end of the day, I think Chicago wins it. Uh, just White Sox over the Astros. I like that. I mean, Astros do have the talent, but I just think this with the momentum that if the, the White Sox do come through and win, that it, it it'll be it'll go down to Game Five. I think I think they. I'm gonna disagree because I think they beat the White Sox. Oh, really? And, and Game Three, and then I think they beat the Astros. I, why do you I mean, think? Why do you think they win? Because they're good. <laughs> they are. They are a good team. Okay. Good and, point. Uh, like you said, you have the ISU alum on the mound. Yep. Got to roll with them. Got to get behind them. Okay. Got to roll with them. It's it's just a solid team. I think the A's are a solid team. Don't get me wrong. I think the White Sox are a solid yeah. team. But man, those Oakland uniforms. It's just <laughs> it's got to be the uniforms. It's the uniforms. Yeah, if they come out and they rock those uh, the the light green ones. Uh, ever since that's I walked that's a W. Ever since I watched the movie Moneyball, man, something about the A's. Something about Moneyball. Something different. So how are you feeling about the uh, Cubs game tomorrow? Um, that's a that's a game I really want to really want to talk about. I really want to get into because I just think it's a very very I think it's the most interesting series and it's my actually it's my game of the day. Okay. It, it's a game that I'm pointing out to and just I want everybody to watch because I think that you have a team who's talented enough in the Cubs to win the series, but you got a fighter in Miami that really 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 wants to come through. And I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a good series. I don't I don't think Miami wins tomorrow. I think I was with you. I think the Cubs win tomorrow. Um, you Darvish, unreal year. I mean, this is the best year I've seen him have since he pitched for the Dodgers in 2017, and, and also when he when he pitched for the Rangers, unreal. It just experience is going to take a role here again for this game. Sixto Sanchez is going to be on the mound tomorrow for the Marlins. 39 innings pitched in his career total. You Darvish, 1100, 1100 innings pitched. I'm not saying with that number it should affect the way that you know that you think about who's going to win the game, but experience I think is going to take over here. I mean, you Darvish is a statistically awful playoff pitch, pitcher. I mean, it's just it's it's there in writing. Okay, I'm going to stop you real quick. You Darvish <laughs> is a statistically awful pitcher in the postseason because he played against the the trash can banging Astros. That's exactly why. Like I, he's a good pitcher. 
I, I love you, Darvish. So outside, I love you, you Darvish. So before, I love you. So before, you, you. before they played the Astros, <laughs> before they played him in the series, uh, you Darvish was a 5.95 ERA overall, 25 innings pitched, 25 Ks, four walks, and 17 earned runs in that time. So he was statistically a bad pitcher before the Astros. I'm not saying he pitched bad against the Astros. I mean, he did, but you know they they cheated. They cheated their way. I mean, I watched I watched video of it today, and you can see you can literally hear the Astro players. You know, you can hear the trash can, you hear the bangs. It just with you, I really want him, I really like him a lot, and I want him to have a good game tomorrow. And I think if he comes out, and he's the U Darvish. I think he's the, I think he's my Cy Young winner this year. Thank you. In the NL. And I mean uh, Trevor Bauer, he, he's had a great year, but I don't, you know, he doesn't deserve it. It's Trevor opinion. Bauer, yeah. And just with you, Darvish being eight and three this year, <laughs> being first, and then being seventh in K's, two point ERA this year. I mean, it's it's unreal to me. Um, I just think that and there's no doubt in my mind that, that the Cubs are going to ride behind Darvish and even the series. And just my, I think my biggest question going into, into tomorrow is Starling Marte got hurt. I'm not saying that Starling is a game changer, but who the Marlins have behind him. Is not very good. I mean, Lewis Brinson is the only guy they have. He's a prospect. I mean, Brinson at the end of the day, he batted 200 this year with three home runs and 12 RBIs in 60 games. That's not good. He was an everyday player before Marte, and to me, it's going to be you. Darvish is going to. I mean, he is a great pitcher. He'll just have to pitch really well tomorrow because I think the Marlins are hungry and I think they want I, they want it. But tomorrow they need the Cubs need you, Darvish. They need the Cy Young you Darvish. Darvish. They need the Cy Young Darvish. I think Lester comes out game three too and just. Does a nine game or nine inning complete game shutout? So you're taking no hitter, perfect series. game. Oh yeah, Cubs score fifteen runs, fifteen <laughs> nothing. I mean, I think on. it's very likely. That's yeah. your That's bold likely. prediction for the season. John Lester's final postseason as a Cub is going to be memorable. Would you go? Wasn't out the them to say they might win the World Series? They are winning the World Series. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. That is a confident... John Lester-led team. That is a it is D- David Ross. Manager David Ross in his first year. Grandpa Rossi wins the World that Series for the Chicago Cubs. Confident Cubs fan right there. Fly the W. A confident Cubs fan right there. We'll so, see what happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, see what, what happens. happens. I mean, So, I think another game we should talk about is the Yankees and the Indians. Another game three tomorrow... Um, I I don't see Cleveland pulling it off. Honestly, I, I don't at all. I mean, they're 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 a great team, but when you're playing a great, when you're playing, <coughs> you're playing the Yankees, when you're playing the Yankees, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, come on. I mean, you, you got to think about last year's season, how many people got hurt mm-hmm. for the Yankees, and yeah, their backups came in. Do you need a in. nice little Lipton peach tea <laughs> to, to wash that sore? You know out? what? I'll take some of that Lipton tea. There Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you, Lipton. Thank you, the best tasting tea yeah, on this earth. Us. Go ahead, Don. The, the Yankees don't know who they're pitching tomorrow, but Cleveland's pitching Zach Plezak. Zach Plezak's not a very good pitcher. Um, he is statistically a very, very awful pitcher. And if the Yankees were to go with a pitcher tomorrow, it would be J.A. Happ. J.A. Happ is, very, is proven to be a very good playoff pitcher. Mm-hmm. Very good win. Uh, this year he went 2-for-2, two 3-4 two, ERA with 42 Ks. Pretty good for a guy his age who's been hurt. And I just think he's a guy who's going to pull through for the Yankees tomorrow. I mean, no matter what, Yankees are winning the series just because, um, I mean, who they have on the team. I mean, Cleveland doesn't have any of the firepower. My question is, I mean, this is just for everybody. I mean, just to think about um, can the Yankees win the World Series? And if no. they can't, is it a, is it a World Series or bust for them? No, I mean I'm not sure it's uh, a, a bust year. I don't think it's World Series or bust. I mean I, I think that they can they can not win the World Series and still you know 
be that team. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think they've got a lot of good years to come. Um, I think it's very likely that they, they could win the World Series this year. Um, it, it's definitely in the cards, but I can't say for sure. I don't, I don't think this is a bust year for them right. at all, though. No, okay. I think Cleveland loses, though, because please act broke COVID-19 guidelines uh, this, this year. So that's, that's why they lose, yeah. Bad karma. Bad openly, karma. openly broke COVID-19 mm-hmm. guidelines. And As, uh, along with uh, Clevenger. And now Clevenger is also in a hole. Mm-hmm. Another game we've got Brewers versus Dodgers. We, I mean, it's Dodgers. That's another interesting game to me because Clayton Kershaw is a statistically very bad playoff pitcher. He has been this terrible. Been ter- I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. I mean, the Dodgers are definitely a better overall team, but it's about how he pitches. I mean, Clayton has gone in the games where the Dodgers have been better than teams <laughs> like you know Astros, Red Sox, but they 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 have taken advantage of because how bad he pitches. You know, I don't think it'll end up being an issue for him. I think they'll, uh, I think they'll still plow through him really yeah, with no I, issue. I, yeah, um, it's you know, the Brewers. Maybe, I mean, maybe later on in the postseason, but not against the Brewers. I think the Dodgers are a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, you look at any sports book out there, the Dodgers are the clear favorite to win. Yeah, everything. It's a very, very good team. And I think Brewers suck. I think Christian Yelich is, was a one-hit wonder yep. for a few years. So yeah, and one stint wonder. Yeah, you you've got the, in my opinion, probably the best and the worst team in this playoff. Yeah, in this series, and I just don't see any way the Dodgers don't. I agree with that. Win, so win handily in two games and just call it. And then our last game, Cardinals beat Padres. 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 Yeah, I think Cardinals won game one. I think Padres win two and three. Yeah, uh, because of Tatis. That that man is Tatis going is having to be a Ooh, legend. Here. You know who's on the mound tomorrow? Yep, uh, we got Wainwright for St. Louis. So that's old. Boss. And yeah. then Zach Davies for San Diego. I think Cardinals win tomorrow, in my opinion, just because um, Wainwright has experience. Bullshit. He has under a one five ERA when it comes to you know closeout games. Zach Davies doesn't have any closeout games yet, and when he does, and playoff wise, Zach Davies is statistically not a very good. Playoff pitcher. He was. He wasn't good for the Brewers when he played for the Brewers. He got shelled by the Brewers, and um, not shelled by the Brewers, but other teams. I'm sorry, but I just think um, we're. I'm, I I relate San Diego a lot to Toronto, but I think they're they're a more evolved version of Toronto. They 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 have the pieces. Fernando Tatis. I mean Hosmer. All the all those guys. I think they're gonna be a good team. I just still think they're missing something. I think the Cardinals have everything right now, in my opinion, and just with Wainwright. If they didn't have Wainwright, if they put anybody else on the mound, I would be a little worried. I would I would say Padres. If the, if I'm just saying that the Cardinals at the end of the day are it goes back to experience having that experience. I mean I think that's why they won the day, just who they have on the team. And I have never when I watched the when I watched the game today, the Padres probably played the worst game of baseball I've seen since I started watching them. It just didn't look like them, and the Cardinals look like the playoff crushers like they usually are. Mm-hmm. So I got the Cardinals tomorrow, and I got the Cardinals finishing off the series. Nothing nothing against San Diego at all. Fantastic team. They'll come back next year and be good, but. It's just luck of the draw who, who they're going to get in St. Louis are just playoff crushers. Yeah, I think that'll definitely be an interesting series. So that actually wraps up our news reactions for this episode. Now we're into the good stuff. Now <laughs> to the, good the real stuff. good stuff. To everybody out there, thank you so much for listening to episode one of Amateur Island. Next, you can expect to hear our week four pickums for the NFL season. Uh, that will be coming out hours before the Thursday night game. And uh, after that, you can expect 
our sinkers and swimmers of the week on Friday. Have a great day, everybody.